Welcome back to The Word Encounter, episode 105. We're going to spend the entire time in this episode in Psalms chapter 119. Uh, Psalms chapter 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. It contains 176 verses. Psalm 119 has an interesting organization. There are 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet, and so in Psalms 119, it's broken up into 22 sections, and each section contains eight verses, and so that's how we get to 176 verses. Um, Maybe this was done as a way uh, for the Israelites to remember uh, the the tenets that are carried uh, in the verses in each alphabet. I don't know. You know, but that's the way it's organized, and so I find it to be pretty interesting. Um, let's let's read the introduction to this chapter. Uh, it says, "Delight in God's word. God's word is true and wonderful. Stay true to God and His word, no matter how bad the world becomes. Obedience to God's laws is the only way to achieve real happiness." Now, before I get into this, I need to highlight this. <clears throat> A lot of times, people boil down. Uh, uh, matters of the Christian faith, or or sometimes any faith, um, as a set of uh, rules that one has to follow, and so it's very easy to fall into that, particularly particularly when we pay attention to uh, what has been occurring in the Old Testament, and so we have to remember that we're dealing in the Old Testament, and which you know rules, ordinances, policies, statutes and that sort of thing are very important uh, because the Israelites kept breaking them. And so God had to give them uh, a set of guidelines of which to live by. And, uh, but those guidelines are really an outgrowth of, of, the, of the great uh, commandment, basically, uh, from Jesus. And he says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your strength, all your soul, all your might. And he says, and then love your neighbor as yourself. He says, out of these two things, everything else springs forth. And so <clears throat> instead of um, you know, involving ourselves in a, in, a, uh, in, a, in a journey in life following a set of rules and whatnot, basically what it boils down to is what is the condition of your heart and what comes out of your heart. If your heart is right, if your heart is towards God, if your heart understands God, if your heart understands his nature and character, then you will naturally do the things that are pleasing to him, as opposed to having some booklet of rules and, and that sort of thing. But with that, let's get into it. Um, and so the first, I might butcher some of the, the pronunciation of the letters of the Hebrew uh, alphabet. So if I do, and you know the right pr- uh, pronunciation, then excuse me, please. So um, Aleph is the first letter. And uh, verse one, it says, How happy are those whose way is blameless, who walk according to uh, the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep his decrees and seek him with all their heart. Verse 4, you have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept, if only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes. Beth, which is the second letter. Verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. Verse 11, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Gamil, verse 18, open my eyes so that I may contemplate wondrous things from your instruction. 
Uh, verse 21, you rebuke the arrogant, the ones under a curse who wander from your commands. Take insult and contempt away from me, for I have kept your decrees. Delith, verse 25, my life is down to the du- my life is down in the dust. Give me life through your word. Verse 27, help me understand the meaning of your precepts so that I can meditate on your wonders. I am weary from grief. Strengthen me through your word. Keep me from the way of deceit and graciously give me your instruction. I cling to your decrees. Lord, do not put me to shame. Ye. Verse 33, teach me, Lord, the meaning of your statutes. I will always keep them. Help me understand your instruction, and I will obey it and follow it with all my heart. How long for your precepts? Give me life through your righteousness. Wah. Verse 41. Let your faithful love come to me, Lord, your salvation as you promised. Then I can answer the one who taunts me, for I trust in your word. Never take the word of truth uh, from my mouth. For I hope uh, for I hope in your judgment. I will walk freely in an open place because I study your precepts. Zion, verse 49. Remember your word to your servant. You have given me hope through it. The arrogant constantly ridicule me, constantly ridicule me. But I do not turn away from your instruction. Verse 56, this is my practice. I obey your precepts. I've got the highlight. That's interesting. This is my practice. So he's saying, this is what I do. This is who I am. I obey your precepts. In, in other words, the whole foundation of my life is based on obeying your precepts. That's a serious commitment to follow the Lord. Cheth, verse 59. I thought about my ways and turned my steps back to your decrees. Though the, ro- though the ropes of the wicked were wrapped around me, I did not forget your instruction. Now, that I, I find that verse to be very interesting because <clears throat> a lot of times, not only do we not admit that the ropes of the wicked are wrapped around us, we don't even see it. And so we can't acknowledge it if we don't see it because we're not sensitive to it, because we don't have enough of his word in us. When you have an, enough of his word in you, then you see things in, uh, in and around you, and you can't help but notice when you're being roped in and that sort of thing. Teth, verse 67. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I keep your word. The arrogant have smeared me with lies, but today, or, but I obey your precepts with all my heart. It is good for me to be afflicted so that I could uh, learn your statutes. Interesting. Let me highlight that one. How many of us desire to be afflicted? <laughs> and none of us, when we're going through it, we, we desire the affliction. Uh, but in hindsight, when we look at things, you know, I, I know I fall into this. It says, uh, it was good for me to be afflicted so that I can learn your statutes. And so after I've come through a test or a trial, I hate going through it. But after I'm through it, I'm like, you know, I actually needed that. And I, I give you a case in point. You know, back in 2001, I was terminated from my position, um, uh, and it was rough. It was very, very rough. I had a decent severance package, so that made up for some things. 
Uh, but that obviously wasn't going to last forever. And so um, I struggled with what I should do next. So I half-heartedly looked for another job, knowing in the back of my mind that's not what I really wanted to do. I had known for a while, I had known for a number of years, uh, that the Lord was telling me that I was to get out of corporate America and do my own thing, but I was too afraid. Had a wife and three kids and and three small kids, and so um, the paycheck had become uh, our security. And so I was looking at my paycheck as our security as opposed to looking at the Lord for my security. So he made it impossible for me to stay, and I got kicked out the door, me and about 1,300 other people. That was an interesting day. <clears throat> so after I had gone through the process of mulling things over, and I had decided that, no, I have to start my own business. And so I opened a photographic studio, and um, the Lord's hand was on it, and things took off. And for the next 15 years, it took care of us. You know? And um, I was my own boss, learned a lot, learned a lot about faith. <laughs> you know? And so uh, it, it was a tremendous thing. But looking back on it, I would have never have grown to the extent that I grew had I not been kicked out of the security of a regular job. And so it was good for me to be afflicted. In that case, my affliction was the loss of my job so that I could learn your statutes. And so I learned his statutes, you know, when I was kicked out the door, emotionally, physically, you know, everything. <clears throat> Instruction from your lips is better for me than thousands of gold of silver pieces. And so, Lord, give me your wisdom. You know, if we, if we recall, you know, the Lord had blessed Solomon with riches and gold because Solomon asked for wisdom. He said, Lord, he knew, he knew his shortcomings. He said, Lord, look, I'm young. I don't know what I'm doing, and I have to lead these people. I, I need wisdom. And so the Lord was pleased with what he requested, so he granted him, him wisdom, and on top of that, he gave him fame and riches and so on and so forth. Yod. That's the next letter, Yod. Verse 73, your hands made me inform me. Give me understanding so that I can learn your commands. Those who fear you will see me and rejoice, for I put my hope in your word. Verse 77, may your compassion come to me so that I may live, for your instruction is my delight. So here we see uh, that the author is, um, is, is saying is, is, is commenting, is declaring that the instruction from the Lord is his delight. So again, a lot of times, again, it's a perspective thing, right? And so a lot of people see this as being constrained, that rules are being set on me, constraints are being put on me. The author here is saying, your instruction is my delight. You know, I look forward to it. I, I need it. It's, 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 it's what I live by. <clears throat> Calf. Verse 81, I long for your salvation. I put my hope in your word. Though I have become like a wineskin dried uh, by smoke, I do not forget your statutes. Sometimes we go through seasons of spiritual dryness when we don't feel like we're in communion with the Lord, when we don't know what's going on. But I don't forget your statutes. Verse 87, they almost, they almost ended my life on earth but I did not abandon your precepts. Give me life in accordance with your faithful love, and I will obey the decree you have spoken. 
Lamed, verse 89. Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. 92. If, you, uh, if your instruction had not been my delight, I would have died in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for you have given, for you have given me life through them. If your instruction had not been my delight, if I did not delight in your instruction, if I did not look forward to your instruction, if I did not roll myself in your instruction, I would have died in my affliction. If I wasn't full of the word, if I wasn't full of you, Lord, then the surrounding circumstances uh, would have taken me out. I wouldn't have had the faith or the strength uh, to deal with this stuff on my own. I needed what you had. I needed what you have. And because of that, I am still alive. And so he says, I am yours, save me, for I have studied your precepts. This wasn't a casual acquaintance with his precepts. I have studied your precepts. I have ingested your precepts. I have internalized your precepts. Your precepts are manifesting in me, essentially, is what's happening here. In verse 96, I have seen a limit to all perfection, but your command is without limit. Mem, verse 97, how I long for your instruction. It is my meditation all day long. Your command makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is always with me. I have more insight than uh, all my teachers because of your decrees are my meditation. I understand more than the elders because I obey your precepts. Age is to re be respected. You know, for, for people who've been around for a while, they, they've got a, they know a lot of things. And, and usually, along with age, usually, comes an increase in wisdom because we see things and we, we, we've gone through a lot of things and we've analyzed a lot of things and whatnot. But age isn't necessarily, age doesn't necessarily automatically yield an increase in wisdom. In other words, an increase in age doesn't always precede an increase in wisdom. Some people basically are just foolish. You know, they refuse to learn from the events uh, that have taken place in their life. They, they refuse to acknowledge God. They, have, they refuse to do a lot of things, and therefore they live in folly. They live in foolishness. They are, in fact, stupid. And so... <clears throat> Just because one is aged doesn't mean that one is filled with wisdom. And just because one is young doesn't mean that one doesn't have wisdom. You know, wisdom is commensurate with the degree of desire that one has for the Lord's influence in their life. And that can come at a young age, middle age, or an old age. Verse 103, how sweet your word is to my taste, sweeter than honey in my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, from your precepts, therefore, I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore, I hate every false way. If you want to know what ways are false, you have to first ingest the word of God. As you ingest the word of God and it becomes a part of you, it in fact becomes you, you will naturally start to hate the things that are not of God. You can't help it. 
because you know what upsets him and what he hates, what he does not uh, like, that has become a part of you, and therefore you don't like it either. And so all his ways are righteous, which means that you hate unrighteousness is essentially what it boils down to. And so, and that's what we are to do. We're to love the things he loves and hate the things he hates. You know, desire the things that he loves and disdain the things that he hates. When you ingest his word, that that's just a natural um, consequence of that word becoming a part of you. None. Verse 105. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. I am severely afflicted. Lord, give me life according to your word. My life is constantly in danger, yet I do not forget your instruction. I am resolved to obey your statutes to the very end. I am uh, resolved to obey your statute. I am resolved to obey your statutes until I die is essentially what it's saying. Semek, verse 114. You are my shelter and my shield. I put my hope in your word. Ayen, verse 125. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your decrees. Since I love your commands more than gold, even the purest gold, I carefully follow all your precepts and hate every false way. Pi, verse 130. The revelation of your words brings light and gives understanding to the inexperienced. You see, so this is talking about young people. The revelation of your words bring, uh, brings light and gives understanding to the young. I open my mouth and pant because I long for your commands. It's like, you know, have, have you ever had a dog follow you around and pant? Like, I want some attention. I want some food. I want some. He's telling you I want something. He's panting like, <laughs> you know, give me something. Give me something. So that's, that's the analogy here in verse 136. My eyes pour out streams of tears because people do not follow your instruction. And see, this is, I could spend a long time here talking and preaching about this because this is a revelation of the author's heart. In other words, it breaks the author's heart that he sees people that are negating and purposely shying away from God's instruction. He is lamenting over the condition of their heart, their lives, and this, that, and the other. A lot of people are living in folly folly because they're living for today, and they think that the only thing that matters is what happens in this life. They do not have the foresight to see that eternity is coming quicker than they would like to admit. You know, this life that we know is but a flash in the pan. And so... When the author sees people that are negating the word of the Lord, it 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 hurts his heart. You know, it 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 saddens him because he doesn't want them to be caught in that condition where one day it will be too late for them to make atonement, and then when it's too late, it's too late. And so this is uh, this is a pouring out of the this is a pouring out of the heart of the author for the condition of his fellow man. He is in fact demonstrating love towards his fellow man because he is concerned about that man's condition. Uh, 
You know, how many of us are concerned about other people's condition, the condition of their lives, the condition of their hearts, the, the condition of their eternal resting place? And so it grieves him. That's the word I was looking for. It grieves him that this is happening, and um, seemingly he feels he, he can't do anything about it. Sade, verse 138. The decrees you issue are righteous and altogether trustworthy. My anger overwhelms me because my foes forget your words. See, we have the same thing here. It's just my anger overwhelms me because my foes forget your words. Your word is completely pure and your servant loves it. Verse 143, trouble and distress have overtaken me, but your commands are my delight. Your decrees are righteous forever. Give me understanding and I will live. Kof, verse 148, I am awake through each watch of the night to meditate on your promise. You are near, Lord, and all your commands are true. Long ago, I learned from your decrees that, I, that you have established them forever. Resh. 153. Consider my affliction and rescue me, for I have not forgotten your instruction. Salvation is far from the wicked because they do not study your statutes. I have, well, I have seen the disloyal and feel disgust because they do not keep your word. The entirety of your word is truth. Each of your righteous judgments endures forever. Sin. 161. Princes have persecuted me without cause, but my heart fears only your word. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your instruction. 165. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. Taw. Verse 169, let me cry, let my cry reach you, Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. My tongue sings about your promise, for all your commands are righteous. I long for your salvation, Lord, and your instruction is my delight. I wonder like a lost sheep, seek your servant, for I do not forget your commands. And that is Psalms 119, and it get, pays homage to the Word of God. It honors the Word of God. It highlights the Word of God. It emphasizes the Word of God. That Word of God needs to indwell within us. We need to become walking words of God. Mm -hmm. With that, we'll pick it up in Psalms 120 tomorrow. Everybody have a blessed day. Bye-bye now.